Welcome to the Wedding Dish Podcast. Grab your fork and knife and take a seat at our table as we dish on all things weddings. You'll hear stories and tips from real couples and wedding pros about love, life, and entrepreneurship. I, of course, am your co or your host, not co-host. What am I doing here? Um, are you are you co-hosting today, Jen? Totally co-hosting. <laughs> Little preview of my guest today. Um, I am Sarah Allipin, host of The Wedding Dish and CEO of Photos from the Hardy and District Bliss. Um, today, we have our little Naposaurus Rex snoozing behind me, but I was telling Jen right before we started recording, he has been really loving to start loudly eating his meals while we dish on The Wedding Dish. It seems kind of on brand and appropriate, but also you might hear it. Um, so thank you everyone for tuning into The Wedding Dish. I am very excited to introduce you to today's guest. Um, we are talking with a passionate artist and photographer that welcomes the weird, celebrates imagination, and creates a safe space of inclusivity, the human behind weirdo weddings, Jen Shulock. Thank you so much for being here, today's honorary co-host and guest. <laughs> Oh, it was so great to like reach out to y'all and just think about how much food we're going to sit here and eat right now. <laughs> All this wedding dish yumminess that we'll get into. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it so much. I'm really excited to dish with you about some of your stories, experiences, and the just the stuff you love about weddings. I can tell you're super passionate and you have a really cool niche. Yes, I really, really do. It's so much fun. And it, it's only in the last two years have I really, really walked into this proudly with my new weirdo backdrop and and my title and, and everything that goes with what I've always been, right? Like I've always felt a little weird. I've always felt like a weirdo. Um, so I thought that going into the wedding industry as this person, as this person who's embracing all of the weird things, um, I just feel like it was meant for me and I just grabbed the idea and I ran with it. And I'm just so excited to explore what's, I mean, we were just talking about Star Trek a second ago. That's what I loved about Star Trek is exploring. And so I feel like right now I'm exploring and it's fantastic. That is so much fun. Um, yes. And so <laughs> let's talk about what is weirdo weddings niche. So I, I get this question a lot and it's so funny to answer because I really don't even, I don't have, there's like a not set recipe for the couples that find me, but um, you will see a large chunk of them from Renaissance festivals. Um, they are the funnest people and couples I've worked with over the years. I've been at the fair for over 10 years working as a wedding photographer there. Um, but what I see as a weirdo wedding is somebody who just wants to be themselves and that sounds very simple until you bring in other people that are also planning your wedding. <laughs> um, like for my wedding, I was I had some ideas, but my family had a little bit of a pushback. And I've, I'm finding that a lot of my weirdo couples are dealing with the same thing, but they're still wanting to be so creative and out of the box and, and have their own themes. And whether it's a subtle theme or an over-the-top cosplay theme, um, I find that a lot of people that identify with that word weirdo just it's an immediate connection to that word. And they don't even have to know me yet to know that I'll understand them. And I think that's what my heart is, is that I need y'all to know that I'm here to serve. And if you resonate with that word, or you feel like you are that word, 
um, those are the kind of people that seem to find me and I find them. So it's really a beautiful thing like I have going on right now. But um, so I'm excited to keep exploring all the nerds and geeks and weirdos out there that are getting married. <laughs> I, it's just so much fun. Like it's and and I I feel like as soon as you hear that word, you definitely either raise your hand or you're like, eh, not the fit for me. And it's it's so it's brilliant. You know, it really like helps people know right away I fit here. Like this is the the safe space for me. Like this is where I belong. Oh yes, that that was one of the things when I first started this two years ago was I'm gonna have a good down the middle. Fifty percent are gonna be like, "Oh my god, that's brilliant," or we're gonna have the fifty percent they're like, "Oh yeah, no, I'm not gonna go anywhere near this person." <laughs> um, but I find that I'm I'm happiest with that duality because I know that's a reality. Um, because I'm not, everybody's not my client. That's it, impossible for me to take every single client, right? Like we know this in the wedding industry, not every client is ours. Um, but if I can get to my client quicker, I'm definitely a lot happier than trying to surf through an ocean of people that don't understand me at all or don't understand what I'm trying to do. Um, back before I started Weirdo Weddings, I was pink light images, which is great because I didn't want to type photography. But <laughs> that's my that's the reason why I started pink light images. But my hair is like my total token marketing brand. Like I can't change my hair now because I'm so ingrained into pink light images. But when I started Weirdo, when I was like when I started Weirdo, I was like, well I can't wear that on my I can, you know, get some merch made, but like a weirdo is a state of being to me, not necessarily a look, but I just so happen to have technicolor hair, which is also a beacon for a lot of people too. Like, you know, there's a lot of people that are drawn to artists and drawn to people with technicolor hair. And I got to tell you, every time we pass each other in the airport or we're passing each other in the, the grocery store, it's that unspoken, I see you. <laughs> And it happens all the time, like all the time. Like I'm, I was at baggage claim the other day and I was just like, I see you. I love your hair. And then she's like, I love your hair. <laughs> so it's like this really interesting dynamic that I've created for my personality specifically that, that resonates with me. Um, Cause I border between the introvert and the extrovert. So if I'm feeling introverted, my hair usually is a token for, to bring me out. Cause if I'm around a lot of people, they'll be like, I love your hair. And I'm just like, Thank you. <laughs> but the days I don't want to talk, I just say thank you and walk away. Or I'll just have like the days where I'm like, thank you so much. Oh, and I'll find some way to compliment them as well. Because a lot of what my heart is also is passionately giving kindness to people and compliments and, and giving them love um, when they feel unwanted or unneeded and, and out outside of, you know, society's norms. Um, I really feel like love is the major answer to most of our uh, internal issues and our external issues. And so I just, I know that I'm doing the best I can. Um, even with my pink hair that, that opens up conversations or the word weirdo when I'm working weddings and believe me, I've gotten enough looks to know that it's, it's like intriguing, but then some people are like, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. <laughs> well, it's, I, it's important, you know, you know, your people and you, you bring them into your gravity. I love it. Bubble. Yeah, my little bubble. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, okay. So you specialize essentially in making your wedding your own and embracing who you are on your wedding day. Um, 
what does that often look like for you? What do you, what are some of the things you see that people really lean into, um, into the things they love and how they have celebrated those things? Oh, I have some some great examples to start with because a lot of my season, like I said, starts at the Renaissance Festival every spring. And even though you know you're getting married at a Ren Fest, I still see people getting pushback on how crazy that it can go. But I still still see so many people and couples kind of like almost like retreating inside saying, I've got to do this, this and this on my wedding day and I have to do this, this and this. And what I found is, um, especially starting this season, was a lot of people just really needing support. And one case in point was uh, somebody wasn't sure how much family would show up. Um, And I just had to, I sat with them and I I just kind of went over. I said, you know, the people that are going to be there for your wedding day will be the people that need to be there. And a lot of people have to deal with chosen family versus blood family. And I know that's a real thing that a lot of us deal with. And um, I also had I also had a particular bride um, stressed out about getting her hair braided. And I was like, I was like, do you do realize and this is I say this in fun, but also to lighten their stress. Sorry, my computer just buzzed. Take that off. Um, I say that because a lot of people are stressed out on their wedding day. And the thing I had to bring her back down to was, you are about to go get married to the love of your life. And you have the time. We're all here for you. There's, you know, you're not going to be late to your own wedding. We're literally at the festival. But I said, your only job is to go up there and say, I do. Everything else is not a big deal. It really isn't. And, you know, at the Renfer, they have these great packages where you just kind of sign up, you get your cake, you get an officiant, you get a photographer. Um, oh, you kind of, you pick out your people cool. and you get, you get a full meal. At some point you get a full meal. If you've chosen the, a package or so, and you, you get a full meal, you get ice cold waters because it starts to get hot by then April and May. And, and um, so there's really, they, there's not really a lot of stress factors unless you are bringing in them with you, like bringing them with you, like a family drama or family stress, um, or costume fails. (laughs) Um, I have found that a lot of my clients, they want to go all out. They really do. And then I have the other side of the clientele that they just want to keep it really simple and kind of please the family and please, and by family, I mean family, like their chosen family, who's going to be there. Um, sometimes it's blood family and sometimes it's not. Um, so a lot of people, we end up doing a lot of expectation talk. Like what is the expectations of yourself? What is the expectations of others? And then how can we kind of weed out what's the most important to you? Um, so that has been happening all spring for me as an, every couple was different, but the, the heart of it was the same as your expectations of the day versus their expectations of the day. And then you have a venue that's trying to be there for you a hundred percent and like make things happen for you. But really your state of mind and your state of emotions is what we're really getting to the core of on that special day is that knowing that you're marrying the person that you want to be with for the rest of your life. And um, that your only job is to go say, I do to that person in front of your people. So um, I, I love that, that, over the years, I've been able to know that about myself and know that I can use whatever experience I have for these couples that need that support. Um, 
I'm trying to think of another example. Yeah, the hair braiding was fun because I was like, you just have to go get your hair braided and go say I do. It's literally that simple. Um, but I always get good feedback from that too. They're like, thank you for reminding me of what was really important. And because again, high stress, high emotions on these days, and no matter what it looks like, um, I, there was a wedding and um, off the lake, same thing. Like they're, they were stressing out so many people coming in from out of state. Who's going to stay? Who's going to go? Is gonna, everybody going to stay all night? We had a little bit of things happen during the reception. Like, is there enough chairs? Is there enough food? But at the end of the day, everybody walked away really, really happy because they remembered why they were there and what they were celebrating. And I didn't even get to stay the whole time because they didn't, we didn't know how to factor in how much photography they actually wanted. So I talked to them in length about it. And I was like, you know, just here's where we are and here's where we could go. But, you know, here's, let's just go in the happy medium. And that way everybody's happy. <laughs> the mom's happy. The daughter's happy. The groom's like, I, I'm cool, whatever. I got my dudes with me. And, um, and you know, and the great thing about my other clients that were, like I told you, that started in February this year is that they knew exactly what they wanted and went and did it. No questions asked, no extra drama. When you elope with just yourself, you got nobody telling you what to do. You got nobody telling you where to go, except for me. I might be a little bossy with the photography, but um, I mean, it's just, you know, those two weddings were just like, let's show up, let's get married. We know what to do. We're going to say I do. And then let's get some portraits in. And it's, it was literally the sweetest thing ever because those are the kind of events that are short and sweet, but they're also very meaningful because they've made it that way. They've made the choice to, and I think that's the great thing right now about weddings in general is that you have so many choices and that you could go large and small and you could go with your family's expectations or your own expectations. I usually lean towards the, make sure you're going towards your expectations as a couple, but I know that family is also an influence. So just knowing that reality, I think really helps people just gauge where they want to go on that spectrum of let's elope. We're tired of everybody to, oh my God, I want everybody there at my wedding. I want 500 people. <laughs> and I, I was that way. I was like, I want to invite every single person I've ever met over my 20 years. <laughs> but you know, at some point you have to draw a line, right? <laughs> Seven thousand might be that line. <laughs> my whole life, everybody, I want you to come to my wedding. <laughs> I know we only talked three times in kindergarten, but <laughs> that was totally me. Totally me. I was like, I met you twice, and I went to school with you once. I'd love you to love you to know that I'm getting married. <laughs> oh, it was so fun. <laughs> How many people did you end up having at your gigantic wedding? Yeah, it was more like 75, okay. <laughs> which, is, which is a pretty good number considering I invited like 90. And, you know, the percentages I feel like when we were inviting people to our wedding still kind of ring true, right? Even with COVID um, and things that have happened uh, in, in this world, like there's still going to be an amount of people that show up and amount of people that don't. And I've started hearing about people that show up that weren't even invited. And I was like, who are these people? Yes. How did they know? How did they know where to go? And just showing up for an extra 20 people or so. And I was like, wow, how did you get the how? <laughs> I recently had a friend who asked or who told me she's like, yeah, it's my um, it's my best friend's birthday. And her girlfriend is invited to um, a wedding. So I think we're going to go join for the reception. And I was like, 
can't just go join someone's reception. <laughs> like you can't. I'm sorry. I understand it's her birthday, but like you don't get to just go to someone's wedding. It's not a bar. And I, I had people be late to my wedding and I was like, I invited you because you mean so much to me. And then they show up really way into the reception because they got lost. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. But oh I, you know, gosh. I, it's such a blur though, right? Like wedding days are such a blur that the things I do remember, I'm like, oh, you know, so-and-so was late. Uh, it's okay. They still showed up. <laughs> oh my oh gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's amazing. So what are some of the other ways outside of Renaissance festivals that you've seen couples celebrate in unique fashion and and choose to really celebrate their uniqueness as a couple? Oh, this is great because not only does it start in the spring, but as you know, as we get into the fall, you have very unique people that really love the spooky season. And I can... I mean, you might as well just block off all of October because everybody is going to get super creative on their wedding days in October. And I am so stoked um, for my my season this this year. Um, last year, I was just going through some of my photos from the a Halloween wedding last year, which is a perfect example of somebody who's planning a wedding to be themselves, but also has a very good support system. And I really love the fact that... Um, as crazy as it was with the, the, you know, it was more of like a horror themed with all of the scary characters you could think of and had, they all had masks on. So there was a Jason mask. There was a whole bunch of these characters. Like they, Mr. Ghostface showed up. I mean, like there's a whole <laughs> bunch of, a whole bunch of the, the crew that had face masks on that walked down the aisle. And, um, but they took them off during the ceremony part, but they walked down the aisle with the masks. Um, so I love the fact that my bride chose a very, very deep maroon gown with flowers. And, um, she also, just for an example, she chose to walk down with two people supporting her because there was just so much overwhelm for her as a person that she needed that extra, extra support. And I was sharing this the other day. I was like, if you need the extra support, I mean, walk down with five people or walk down alone but it's like you know where she was she needed that extra support and I really appreciated her being honest about her needs and uh and how they express themselves in this gothic fashion with a little bit of horror um thematic elements to it but a lot of deep dark elements with reds and blacks and uh, candelabras and chandeliers and they did all of this in a pop-up tent in the backyard and while it could have been at a venue it was actually at a family home which was still very lovely and I know that um, a lot of my clients choose to get that creative sometimes they will be at a venue and sometimes they will be at a family property of some sort or a friend's property um, this one in particular they de- they decorated a gazebo they had a chandelier they had lights they had um, a scary looking pumpkin thing. Um, I have never done the smoke bombs before. So they had bought all of these smoke bombs. And so we set them off in every way possible because when, when have I ever used them? <laughs> so I was like, let's just do it all. Let's do a group shot. Let's do the pumpkin shot. You know, they had a pumpkin with their initial in it. And um, so it was done very well. Like it wasn't Halloween themed, but it was Halloween esque. And, but it was more with the horror genre of deep darkness and gothic feels versus 
orange and green and and all the things in black you know like it wasn't spiders and stuff like that or jack-o'-lanterns it was more of a gothic vibe to it which i think was fabulous um and then she also had a really really good support system um both who was standing with her but also who walked her down the aisle and i think that that was a very important moment for all of them to witness um and then the mother of the groom um was also very very supportive and hands-on and i think it does make a difference um that could either go good or bad right like but i think for this couple in particular i love that they had a lot of family involvement and um everybody came together to put stuff together because I believe that they had their, they had their uh, intentions together for that. Like sometimes it goes really good. Sometimes it goes really bad. This one was one of the good examples. And like I said, they didn't go straight up Halloween, but they definitely went into the seasonal aspect of October, um, which I thought was just beautiful. And of course they did a rehearsal the day before, which I thought was very helpful. Um, you know, just so I could meet everybody. And then also um, this year coming up, I have a lot of people that are actually investing into like special effects artists and they're doing doing, like zombies and vampires, no joke. And she's already tested out the makeup this last Halloween. Um, They have a really, really nice um, wedding coming up where we're going to devote a lot of time to portraits. And then I also have one that's more of a pagan festival where you're doing barefoot, you're doing kind of these things that feel a little bit more nature inspired, you're going to have, sometimes you have hand fastings where you get the cords and you you kind of bind your hands together as a couple. Um, you see that a lot of the Renaissance festivals as well. But then we talked about frolicking in the forest, you know, as part of the wedding. Like, you know, it's a very beautiful space out in Arkansas. And we're all driving in four hours to be there. So we might as well enjoy the space. And um, so they're going to they're going to have more of a it's a a more of an undertone theme, but it's really going to be, you know, kind of very earthy, very um, element based, you know, Um, probably more on the pagan Wiccan side. So, um, that's going to be a lovely, lovely time. And then I also have one in, um, I have a destination wedding in Boston area where they're just going to use the family property and they're going to make it very special though, like very special and, and probably a little bit more traditional, which is kind of funny because like I, I, I do traditional types of weddings. So I don't want people to think that I'm always doing thematic only, but I have people again, weird isn't a look. It's kind of like a state of being. So if you're a little awkward, you're a little weird, you're a little socially awkward or anxious. I I get a lot of clients who are anxious, like, you know, anxiety. Um, and you just need somebody to understand you. That's kind of where I'm, I'm coming from. It's like I, as a, as a wedding photographer, I need to understand you and we need to have that uh, connection. And, but yeah, I just, I love that I have an array of weddings this, this fall that will give me a little bit of traditional, a lot of crazy, and then kind of the in between. It's very exciting. Very exciting. (laughs) That is very exciting. I really love that. And yes, I totally agree. And, you know, I think the, I say this all the time, but um, probably not on the podcast often enough. Um, I should, but your photographer is the person you spend the most time with on your wedding day. Um, More so than your significant other, more than your planner, more than all of your friends and family. Um, your photographer, you need to connect with them and they need to understand you and you need to understand them. So um, I think it's really important that 
you know, you take, even if it is a traditional wedding, which is lovely too, it's just, you know, it's, it's a little bit less like we have tons of stories to tell about traditional weddings um, or different (laughs) types of stories. Uh, But yes, I totally agree that, you know, it's, it's important that your couples connect with you thematic wedding or traditional. Absolutely. Like uh, you're correct. Like who, who are you going to sp- be spending a lot of time with? And I know that when we talk to couples and, and people that come in to, to hire us, we have to think about, okay, you're going to spend most of your day with me. You, you know, are you cool with that? Am I, you know, are we vibing enough? Are we, are we, you know, are we connecting enough to know that you trust me to take care of you? Um, so, I, you know, it's just one of those really great things that I've come to know over these last 15 years of working as a wedding photographer. Like, I didn't know all this in the beginning. Like, I didn't understand the the, the deep emotional aspects that go with this. I didn't know how to say it. I lived it, but I didn't know how to say it. And I was like, now I know how to say it. There's a lot of things that go into a wedding day. And it's not just a taking a picture. It's like, you know, you have the support system, you have the emotions, you have the, oh my God, can you just look so cute again and kiss again for me? And, you know, being okay with recreating things that you wouldn't normally recreate, um, but also knowing this the pressure that comes with a wedding day. And I think there is a a set few of us that get that craziness of a wedding day as a photographer in general, that you almost have to embrace that crazy um, aspect of it because this is moving parts. This is, I love the, especially weddings in general. Like this is why I love wedding photography is because I'll have what five different kinds of photography in one day. And so it's never boring, (laughs) (laughs) right? Like you got still life architecture, you know um, you got your post portraits, you got your candids. I mean, it's just, you know, everything. And you got your macros because you got to have your beautiful ring shots, you know, like, you know, these basic items that we take for granted, but I do love getting in close to those beautiful cakes or desserts, whatever you choose to do. And then of course, these beautiful rings that I've been, I was just finishing a wedding yesterday and I was like, oh my God, I forgot about this ring. It's completely pitch black with stones in it. But as soon as he gave it to me, I was like, oh my God, it is so heavy. I've never had a heavy ring before. Like, have you ever had like a ring and you're just like, oh my gosh, it's so heavy. Like most of them are just normal, normal, like weights. This one felt like a brick. And I looked at him and I said, this ring is heavy. And he looked at me, he's like, yeah, I know. (laughs) I can't imagine wearing it. Wow. I'm like, yeah, because I I have a perfect weight on my hand right now, but his was pretty heavy. (laughs) Wow. That's crazy. I didn't even remember what it was made out of, but I was like, wow, that's got some weight to it. (laughs) Yeah. That's so interesting. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, we are going to take a fast break on the wedding dish and we will be right back with Jen from Weirdo Weddings. And we are back on the wedding dish. I, of course, am your hostess with the mostest, Sarah Alipin, and I am joined today by the human behind Weirdo Weddings, Jen Shulak. Thank you so much again for being here. This has been such a fun conversation. I have had so much fun talking about this kind of stuff. It just lights me up to talk about wedding days and amazing people that I've worked with. (laughs) (laughs) It's the best. It's the best. There's no one in this industry... I mean, you don't make it in this industry if you don't love what you do. Absolutely. A hundred percent. You wouldn't be doing it 15, 20, 30, you know, plus years later. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to have I some think- kind of passion about it. Yep. So, so much agreement with that. Yeah. Um, so we were talking a little bit on the break and I sprung something on Jen and I'm, I'm going to have her share. Um, so I... 
clearly you do a lot of destination weddings. Um, I'm sure you've been all over the world and I think that's super fun. So I would love to know, do you have a favorite destination wedding or destination that you've photographed at and why? Well, I'm going to go with one of the most recent ones, which I may have already touched on, but the reason why the wedding in Seattle was so amazing as a destination was I love anything coastal and ocean related. Um, and it just so happened. I don't know if anybody else knows this, but there is a lighthouse north of Seattle. So it made me amazingly happy to know that my couple was very interested in doing a portrait session before they even got married. So it's kind of like we did a first look at the lighthouse and we did a whole portrait session and we got photo bombed by the fairy (laughs) in the back and it was beautiful because everything was kind of like holiday themed at the time you know with these deep reds and greens and it was chilly and cold and windy and they could not have been happier and i really felt like the pacific northwest has this beauty to it that I get a little obsessive about it. Um, So me being in a very cool place with a lot of cool people, that is very memorable for me. And I was just looking at the photos today, actually, because I was like, Oh, I look at all these cool places I've gotten to go. And, and I spent all weekend with them and, and the family and we did the photo session. And then we did the wedding itself was actually like in a pub restaurant, which is totally different than, you know, a lot of people choose so many different kinds of venues. But the one was in the in the heart of Capitol Hill area of Seattle and it was just it had this great awning in the back of where all this beautiful natural light came pouring in and of course as a photographer who loves natural lighting I was just obsessed with all of it and just just loving every second of it especially um and I have to tell you another reason why this was one of my favorite destination weddings is because the bride could not figure out what to wear and so she had three outfit changes the day of her portrait session (laughs) Wow, it was amazing. Like this is what I when I tell you my people, these are my people. I was like, if you don't know what you want to do, let's go play and find out. And sure enough, we did. We went through three dresses and she or three outfits and she she pretty much figured out she'd start with the original dress that she had commissioned. So, I love the fact that she let me help her go through the process, but also I encouraged her to go through the process because it was just It was amazing to work with them and see how their love pretty much, it didn't matter what she wore. He loved her so much and still loves her, obviously, but just loves her so much. It didn't really even matter. Like I was like, this is so great, but I love that it was in the Pacific Northwest because it's just beautiful up there. And, and um, there's obviously many, many more I could go on and on, but um, I really love the Pacific Northwest. It's so pretty up there and I'm going to Oregon later this year. So I'm very excited. (laughs) Yes. For a Goonies wedding, I hear. Yes, a Goonies wedding. Talk about heavy nerd. Um, anything that is done in a filming location for a movie, I want. I took myself to Mystic, Connecticut one time. Does anybody have? Has anybody seen Mystic Pizza? Um, I took myself to Mystic, Connecticut. Not gonna lie, I love the Cape Cod area too. <laughs> Go all up and down the Northeast there, you know. And it's just, I took myself down. I love these little coastal towns. I don't ever want to live in one, but I love visiting them because it's a whole different culture that um, no matter what coast I'm on, even the Florida coast, the Cape Cod coast, or the, you know, the Pacific Northwest, there's just a different feel when you have all these little beachy towns and then they're just so cute and adorable. And of course you have the ocean like right there. (laughs) 
Yeah, there's something really endearing about those coastal towns. I'm totally just love it. So you. cute, so cute, and I love traveling. So it's kind of like I get my little fix when I go to the ocean and just enjoy. I'm a I'm not a water person per se. I don't want to swim in the ocean. I just want to listen to it a lot. And so my husband doesn't understand that because he's like, oh, I want, I want, when I go to the ocean, I want to swim in it. I said, I don't need to swim in it. I just want to listen to it and look at it and then put my feet in it. <laughs> like be around it. I just want to be around it. It's so calming and soothing. And then it's beautiful to photograph depending on if you get sunset, sunrise, it's just gorgeous. And so any destination that involves water features, I'm a happy camper, especially the ocean ocean you know not just a lake (laughs) a lake isn't the same (laughs) it is there's there's something different about it you're right you're so right yes yes that's so fun Um, so I'd love to know, we're, we're talking a lot about how like couples can make their wedding day their own, right? Yeah. Like we're, yes, that's encompasses themes and destinations, but, um, to swing back around to that, um, there are a lot of family and friend expectations surrounding weddings and sometimes they can be a bit of a challenge to manage for couples. So, um, what what advice could you offer to couples surrounding making their wedding their own, um, but also managing and potentially honoring expectations of families and friends? That's a really important question um, because I, this is a very heavy part of the the couples getting married aspect of it is like you want it to be about yourselves, but in reality, there's a lot of people involved, so you're going to have pushback, you're going to have support. Um, So I would say the best advice I could give on that is just endless communication with your, your partner and also with your family and, and come to some kind of an agreement, because if you have a disagreement, it's going to show up on the wedding day too. It's going to be like another unwanted guest. You're going to have this unspoken or sometimes spoken rift between you and your family or you and your friends that if, if at all possible, if you can deal with it before the wedding day even hits, And then find ways to make, I don't want to say make everybody happy because that's usually not a reality that we can live up to. However, I do think there are some compromises and some consistencies that we can have with our communication to make everybody have a good time or to have, to create opportunity to have a good time on the wedding day. I don't want to say make everybody because that's like, you know, like you will have a good time. (laughs) The the whole point is, is to create opportunity for that support, create opportunity for the love and, and the things that you're going to need on your actual wedding day is, is not just your pretty flowers. It's not just somebody saying you look gorgeous, but it's like knowing that these people show up for you and that they're supporting you. That for me, that would be like everything, um, for couples, maybe that's not, doesn't mean as much to you, but I think that the more communication that you have, the less trouble you're going to have on your wedding day of somebody trying to make trouble or try or saying the things that, that bring out that, you know, like make you, make you want to just, yeah. Yeah. Um, you just want to, and again, that goes to who do you want there on your wedding day? And I actually had a question recently when I did a, a a panel at the fan expo here in Dallas, which is a a Comic-Con, a form of Comic-Con. I had a question come up where they were pretty much estranged from their family. And they were saying, how do I go about doing that? And, and saying they're not welcome at my wedding. And I was like, do you even want them at your wedding? And she shook her head. No. And I said, there's no point in, in pursuing it if you don't want them there. And I was like, that sounds really harsh. But at the same token, I have seen what happens when 
you have people there that are not wanted and you end up spending more time in your head worrying about them than you do your own self. And I think that if you can create an event that is really solely focused on you and your partner and your love and your ceremony, you're going to be better off in the long run. Because I mean, yeah, it's one day, but your marriage is a lifetime. But you want your one day to be fun, like your one day to be calm. And it's going to be stressful. But at the same token, you don't want it to be have unnecessary things that pull things out of you on your day where you have a very bad time. And then you, you're going to look back and you'll be like, Oh, I had the worst day ever. Cause believe me, no matter how good your photographer is, if you had a sucky wedding day, you're going to see it in your photos every time you look at them. Yeah. You and are. I think it's, it's important to think about that when you're, you're curating your day is, you know, who do you want there? And then at this point, we're not even talking about themes. We're talking about people. Yeah. And who, who do you want there? And Who's going to be there and how can you handle that? So yeah, the more conversation you can have, the more communication you can have is the best advice I could give right now, because we are still at a place where we need to have these conversations and not be afraid to. And whatever your relationship is with your chosen family or your family or your friends, um, they, a wedding day is literally about you and it should be okay, but it should be okay to be about you and they should be able to support you without too much pushback. It doesn't always happen, but the point is use your voice to stand up for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And check your gut. Totally. Oh, gut checks are the best. <laughs> like seriously, it, you know, maybe we ignore it and we're like, oh yeah, no, it's just, a, it's just a thing. It's just being me, me, me being me. And I'm like, no, 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 no. There is a reason why it came up in conversation. So address yeah. it. Don't, don't ignore it and, and lean into it, lean into it no matter how much it hurts. Yeah, because it's gonna bubble up later. You know, yeah, it's you might as well just deal with it away. now. <laughs> just deal with it now, and and then you, that way you can look back on your day and be like, oh God, I did have a really good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that's the goal. You know, you want to celebrate and you want to be happy. That's why you're coming together, and um, you know, that's I beautifully put, Jen. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, That is about all we have time for today, but I do want to ask one final question. Oh my gosh. Um, Do you have any advice for people who are bringing together um, a team of of wedding professionals for their celebrations? Okay. Yeah. So if you're bringing in a team of people, I have found what works for so many couples is uh, there's two things you can do. If you have references from your friends and your family, that's a good way to start. But don't always assume that you're kind of going to connect with that wedding professional. Um, And also is going to depend on what venue you choose. Sometimes wedding pros come with that. Um, But you're going to want to do the interviews, like do the interviews with all the people that you're interested in and see if you guys connect, see if you connect with each other. Um, Again, you're going to be spending time with each other all day long. Um, no matter what part in the process you are, if somebody's doing your makeup or somebody's doing your food, your photography, um, your venue owners, your venue managers, um, get to know them, do an interview, do a phone call, do an in-person. Now that we're doing a lot of in-person things again, um, if you can show up on site, ask questions. Um, but I feel like the interview process is still one of the number one things I would recommend when you are looking at wedding pros for your day. And uh, don't just go on references, but also just kind of look for yourself and see what you really want 
and then ask lots of questions. Um, to me, there isn't any stupid questions, um, just relevant questions. Um, ask the things that you don't know about. And we're not going to look at you and say, Oh my gosh, I cannot believe they didn't know this. How many people have gotten married and they, we just, we really don't know what happens on a wedding day. Like I, I, I do so many weddings and they're like, I've never been to a wedding. I've never been married before. I was like, most of us have not. That's why Jen did not do a rehearsal of any kind. So I just assumed everybody knew where to walk. Okay. So that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Seven, 17 years ago, I didn't have anybody rehearse anything. I said, eh, everybody will know what to do. <laughs> I thought the same thing, honestly. We did it, but it was only because we had a planner and she made us. I was oh like, oh, it'll be fine. No, I, that was a complete fail for me. And my other second fail at my personal wedding is I didn't hire a photographer at all. And I could not communicate what I wanted back then. And I think I just assumed everybody would know because everybody's either been to a wedding or been married and they know what to do. And I was like, now that I've, I'm in this 15 years, I'm like, I'm going to spend the rest of my life making sure my clients get amazing photos, but also have an amazing experience because it doesn't have to be the way it's portrayed. And it doesn't have to be these five things that you have to do. Honestly, now we can choose so many different things that I think that's the, the last piece of advice I would give is that knowing that you have choices is actually a very powerful thing, but it can be overwhelming. But Trust some of us wedding pros to guide you. There's a lot of us that are very knowledgeable and we can help guide you to where you want to go. Well said. Yeah. (laughs) Well said. Well, thank you so much, Jen, for joining us today on The Wedding Dish. Um, And thank you for everyone who's tuned in today. Um, Where can people find you online? Well, obviously, I have a a beautiful standing website at weirdoweddings.com or pinklightimages.com. But my my Instagram is a lot of fun, too. I I will put a lot of relevant, fun content on there. Everything that we've talked about is starting to pop up on my Instagram as I build my portfolio there. So you can find me at weirdoweddings or at pinklightweddings. And I I have two specific brands, but that you kind of see the crossover in my beautiful clients and how wonderful they are. But yeah, it's fantastic. I love it. And that's where you that's where you can find me. Well, make sure that you give her a follow because I'm sure all of the content is amazing over there. And we will be sharing some of it too over at the wedding dish podcast um, dot com is our website and at the wedding dish podcast on Instagram. You can grab show notes, apply to be a guest. You can also um, get tons of gorgeous imagery from Jen and other amazing vendors like her. Um, and don't forget to tune in to next week's episode and like the podcast or um if you like the podcast give us a rate and review it really does help us out a ton and until we meet again cheers bye